Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Come on, can you stand to your feet? Let's welcome God into this place. 
and sweet rest. I'm 
while he was in the penitentiary, and he made a vow to become a member of the church. We don't see him on Sundays a lot because he, he works a job that starts on Sunday. So his, his, his Monday is today. Amen? And then he works another job. And so that job starts in the evening time. And you got to do what you got to do. Amen? To, to put groceries on the table. Amen? And so we're just truly thankful to God. We gave him his first adult birthday party. Amen? We gave him his first adult birthday party, and it was an honor. I think he was turning 35. Amen. Amen. 36? Yeah, 36. He was turning 36. And so what a blessing it was to celebrate with him and to honor him. So if you if you see it on Facebook, if you've got his phone number, please shout out happy birthday. He has stopped not well, he has not stopped working. I know he went to Fresno to um, uh, speak at a rally that they had um, against gang violence. And I know that he's been to Seattle doing the same thing. And he says, Pastor, I'm still on the street. I'm still on the highways and the byways. I'm still preaching and teaching the gospel. And I'm telling everybody that lives in Portland, get to Greater St. Stephen. And so he, he's doing the work of an evangelist. Amen. And so I want us to continue to pray for this young man, continue to keep him lifted up, keep him before the Lord. Amen. I thank God for our intercessors that called out our names. Um, week after week, Tuesday and Thursday, know that somebody is praying for you. Hear me? You better believe it. And you just stand in agreement with the prayers of the righteous. I shall make it through. I shall be healed. I shall be delivered. I shall be set free. I will overcome. Because you're not praying by yourself. you got a body of believers that are standing in the gap for you, calling out your name. Amen. On my very own sister Mona McGee on November 17th. Yay! Amen. Happy birthday. And sister Doris Link on November 25th. Amen. So we're truly grateful to God for all of our November birthdays. Did we miss any? Is there anybody that has a birthday in November? Aiden? When is Aiden's birthday? November the 8th. Amen. Well, happy birthday. It's coming up Tuesday. Amen. And Sister Maudine, your birthday? November the 19th. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We're just truly blessed. We're honored that, that, that you are here still to, to celebrate and to experience the newness of God. Amen. Because the Bible says his tender mercies are what? New every morning. Amen. So when you wake up on your birthday, just know it. Begin to rejoice in the Lord because it's a new mercy. Amen. A new mercy. Um, only thing I have by way of announcement is that we are still moving forward. Amen. We are still moving forward. Amen. Um, let me ask everybody except for the ministry leaders, what are, what are our three areas of focus? Remember I gave y'all some paper a couple Sundays ago, and I asked y'all to read it. Amen. I asked y'all to read it so that you would know what's going on here in the house. All right. Uh, anybody, what are the three areas of focus that we are focusing on? Outreach, intercessory prayer, and hospitality. Those are the three areas that we are focusing on, okay? Now, um, Sister Janetta, who's on your team? 
No, no, no. She don't need the paper. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And Big S. Robinson. Okay. 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 I know that them is your sister, but you are the ministry leader. And at that time, they are a part of your intercessory prayer team. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so outreach. Who's the ministry leader for outreach? Okay, did, did everybody else know that? I need y'all to know that now, okay? Minister Sister Tanya and Minister Leisure are our ministry outreach ministry leaders. Who's on that team? If you're on that team, y'all need to hear you shout your name. Brother Farrell, Deacon Gwen, Mother Diane, Sister Hart. Did y'all know that? It's on that paper. Mother Harris, it's on that paper. Y'all, I said I was going to give y'all the paper, let y'all read over it, and then we would talk about it later. This looked like later, huh? All right, hospitality. The ministry leaders are, don't say, who are they? You're cheating? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sister Mona and Sister Kamisa. She's cheating back there, too. That's okay. That's okay. You knew that? Okay, you knew that. Now, who's on that team? If you on, Oh, okay. Thank you, Deacon Sanders. She raised her hand. Thank you. Who else? Sister Vicki, Deaconess Selma Harris, Deaconess Cassandra Robinson, Deaconess Celeste Mack. Amen. Those are the teams. If you didn't get on a team, you need to see uh, Sister Tanya, Minister Leader, Sister Kamisha, or Sister Mona. Why can't you just join the team with um, Sister uh, Janetta? In accessory prayer. Why do you just can't join that team? Okay. There's Evelyn, whether they are appointed by pastor. Amen? Amen. That's good. Okay, so y'all study your paper because I'm going to ask you some more stuff. Amen? Y'all, we don't, we don't want to come out and have a meeting to talk about this, right? Amen. I know I ain't got another meeting on the schedule to get on a schedule. Give me some more hours in the day. Jesus. So y'all get, get get ready because you should be having ministry meetings that started this month. They can be on the conference call. They can be on the Zoom call. Okay. If you're on the Zoom call, please show your face. We know what you look like already. You don't look no different. Do you look different than you do? You've been up all day. We look different. Well, let me tell y'all a trick. On my days I work from home, everything from the neck up is beautiful. I got on some pajamas or some leggings and maybe some mismatched socks. Nobody sees down below the neck, okay? So pop on some Vaseline and some earrings and snatch the hair back and let's meet the grease. Amen. 
Let's do this. Amen. Amen. Are you texting me? No. I'm, what are you saying? I can't understand what you're saying. Huh? Okay. We are, um, thank you. We are scheduled to go to the shelter. Okay. But we're just dropping off food. Right? We can't go in to serve right now. It's still COVID. But that's going to be on November the 18th. And so Sister Tanya and Minister Lee will let us know what what we need to do from as a church family, right? Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. So we have that on November 18th. Uh, we have Bible study on Wednesday at 7 o'clock, prayer Tuesdays and Thursdays. Every first Wednesday of the month, we are what? We are fasting from 6 a.m. to midnight. We are doing the Daniel fast. If you can, if you choose to not eat during a certain portion of time of that day, that's between you and God. But what we're trying to do is get our, our spirit man in a position to where it is hearing from God and we are moving in obedience to God. Amen? And so that's what we want to do every first Wednesday of the month from 6 a.m. to 12 midnight. We are doing the Daniel fast. At 7 o'clock, we're getting on for prayer. And we had a good time Wednesday night in prayer. Amen? So I want you to join us. I want you to get a part, be a part. There's nothing happening in this building in Wednesday night or Tuesday night or Thursday night. Everything is from your home. So there's no reason why you can't get on. Amen? So let's, let's do, do our due diligence. Let's take care of business. Be good stewards over our time, what God has given unto us. Uh, we don't have any visitors in the house. Jade, it's good to see you, baby girl. Amen. She was gone to L.A. I think that you need to turn one of those knobs down just a minute. A knob, yeah. All right. And then, do we have any first-time callers on the line this morning? If you are calling in to worship with us, and this is your first time worshiping with us, and you would like to say good morning or good afternoon or good day, we would like to bring you on live. All you have to do is press 1 on your phone, and we will call out the last four digits of your telephone number, and you can say hello to the Greater St. Stephen Church family. Is there one today on the line worshiping with us that would like to say hello? Press 1, and we will bring you on live. Amen. Oh, all right. We've got one. What's the five zero three four? Those are the last four digits of your number. Five. What? Zero three four. We're bringing you on live now. Good morning, church family. Good morning, church family. Hello, Mother Gloria. Good morning, church family. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I just wanted to say good morning to my church family, to you, Pastor Black. Um, I'm calling you today from my home. I came home on Friday, 
And I know that I know that I know that God is good and that I have been receiving covering by my church family. I thank you for your phone calls, for your prayers, for your visits, for your cards, for your flowers. I love you all, and I had to just say good morning. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Father. We are so blessed that you are at home and worshiping with us. We just continue to pray and, and believe God that one day soon you'll be back in the building with all of us. Amen. Come on, family. Amen. Give the Lord Amen. A praise. Give the Lord Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is First Sunday. This is our official Sunday. Um, this is the Sunday we come dressed in black and white to the uniform together just to show that we are one body in Christ. Amen. Every first Sunday. Amen. And I'll, I'll ask you about the other Sundays next week. They're on the paper, okay? All right. This is First Sunday, and we do our favorite gift cards for air, for. <laughs> Amen. I, thank you for the excitement. Woo! Thank you. Uh, every member of the church, your name has been entered into um, my phone. We're starting fresh, so everybody's name is here. Amen. And we're going to draw today, and somebody will get a $35 Safeway gift card. Yes, let me hear you. Make some noise. All right, let's see who's going next. Okay, it's finished. I do the Five, four,
you to know we love you, we adore you, we appreciate you. God, we thank you for our worship experience. We thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. God, we thank you for lifting the burdens off of us, Father God. Thank you for restoring the joy. Thank you for giving us peace and renewing strength and hope. God, thank you. God, we thank you for being very present in this place right now. I feel you in my room right now, Lord God. I feel you in the living room, in the dining room, in the bedroom. I feel you in my cubicle as I'm driving the car, God. I feel your presence right now, God. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your presence that's right here in this place. Father, as we come before you, Lord God, we, we just ask that you would continue to dwell among us as we look to your scripture for direction. As we look to your word for hope, God, as we look to your word for strength, God, Ah, as we look to your word, Father, for your word is like building. God, we need you to restore us, renew us, and revive us. Only your word can do it, Father. We can sing all day long, but if we never stop to look on you, eat of the goodness of the Lord and the taste that you are good, we will never know, God, that you are our strength, you are our peace. And so, Father God, we bless you now. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. God, I pray that you would give strength, Lord God, uh, to those that are hearing today. May we have an ear to hear. For those that are seeking for truth, I pray, God, that they find truth today and find the answers, God, to what they need today from this word. And, God, I pray for those that don't know you today, that they would come to know you because your word, Father, brings us salvation. Your word brings us healing, God. Your word brings us conviction. So I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, give strength now to the one who says, I'm going to do exactly what I've heard this word instruct me to do. Give them due to this power now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Brother Gene, it's good to see you, too. I didn't want you to feel left out. Amen. I know know you've been working and taking care of mother, so thank you. Amen. It is good to see you, too. Our lesson today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 25. You have your Sunday school book. It's on page 108. I'm not going to ask how many of us studied the lesson, but I want to encourage us to study the lesson. Why, Pastor? Why do you want to encourage us to study the lesson? Because when you study the lesson and you come here on Sunday or you call in on Sunday, you get a better understanding of what is being taught to us. 
what is being said. So I want to encourage you to study your lesson. Everybody, Mother Diane was the only one to get a book this morning. Amen? So that means we need to do what, church? Study. The Bible says we study to show ourselves approved unto God. Right? And we are living in the last days, and people are searching for the truth. They're looking for answers. And they're coming to us because we seem like we got it all together. Amen? But our lesson today is Paul before King Agrippa. Coming from Acts chapter 25, starting at verse 23, going all the way through chapter 26, ending at verse 32. Uh, This is a Sunday school book, right? So I'm safe to ask some questions, right? All right. Who wrote the book of Acts? Luke. Amen. Luke wrote the book of Acts. Write that down in your book. That's your book. All right, that's your book. You need to know this information. Who was Luke? He was a physician. He was a doctor. Amen. He was a doctor. All right. This lesson today, by the end of the lesson, the lesson aim says we will know why Paul stood up for what he believed. Who was Paul? Original persecutor of the church. He was an apostle. What's the job of an apostle? What did Paul do? Traveling to preach, teach the word, but to give birth to churches. Okay? That's what he did, right? Okay. What else did Paul do? You got to speak louder. Okay, he stood up for what he believed. What else did Paul do? He wrote letters to the churches, right? That's over half of the New Testament, all right? We should know this, y'all. This is old stuff, okay? Paul wrote over half of the New Testament. Give me one of the books that Paul wrote. Romans. Okay, that's enough. Colossians. Okay, what else? First and second Corinthians. Thessalonians? Huh? Ephesians? First and second Corinthians? Romans? Ephesians? Colossians? Galatians? Right? What are those books for? Who were they for? To help us do what? To grow. To do better. To be better. To be better what? Witnesses, Christians, servants, ambassadors. Right? So we have this lesson here. We're gonna we're gonna find out why Paul stood for what he believed and then uh feel confident in sharing our faith. 
How many of us are confident sharing our faith? How, how many of us don't have a problem sharing our faith? It's, it's easy to share your faith. As a matter of fact, you get excited when you get the opportunity to share your faith. How, how many how many of you get joy when you talk about what God has done for you and how you've seen God make a way out of no way, how you've seen God provide? That's having confidence in, 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 in what God has done for you and what you believe in. And then it says, um, explain why. Then we'll, the lesson will explain why, ways to defend our faith. Even in the uh, face of rejection, even in the face of persecution, amen, this lesson is, is a very powerful lesson. It introduces us to a couple of people, uh, Felix, Festus, Caesar, and King Agrippa. On page 111 of your Sunday school book, it tells us that King Agrippa was the son of the King Agrippa I, the ruler who was responsible for beheading the apostle James and who had Peter arrested. He was the grandson of the ruler who had John the Baptist beheaded. These are some mean folk. Uh, He was also the great-grandson of Herod the Great, who in his attempt to do what? Kill the baby Jesus. Look at here. This is generations, generations of wicked people. And, I, and, and they're, they're men, right? Generations of, of wicked men that done evil in the sight of God, plotted evil in the sight of God. What, what, what do we need to see right here? Somebody in the family needs to stand up and come against the generational curses that are on your family. Now, my grandbaby told us the other day she's breaking the generational curse that's on her family because the women in her family have babies when they're teenagers. She said, I'm going to break that curse. Who's going to stand up? And be the curse breaker. We we got to we got we got too much stuff going on in our family, and we need to call it what it is. It is a spirit, and we need to break it. All right, that that that's not about this lesson, but that's just what the Lord showed me right there. All right, okay. So he he was the also the great grandson of Herod the Great, who in his attempt to kill the baby Jesus had killed all the male Jewish children under the age of two and younger in Bethlehem. Agrippa number two, this is the one we're talking about today, his power was limited to authority over Jewish affairs, scriptures, and conflict. Rome appointed him as the what? The what? What does that mean? He took, he took care of the everything. Yeah, some of y'all would say he was the HNIC. He was the boss. Yeah, somebody tell you about that later, Jade, okay? 
Don't ask your grandma because she probably won't tell you. Ask, uh, ask, ask Auntie Faith, she'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tanya, you didn't know either? Tanya didn't know. Lord Jesus, okay. But he was the one in charge. If stuff happened, it was because he said it was to happen. If it didn't happen, it's because he said it don't happen. All right? So he had power, he had authority, and he was over the temple. He had over the money. He was over the high priest. Agrippa II didn't have any children. Oh, God, right there's a thank you, Jesus. Right there's a thank you, Jesus, because it had died. That curse of evil, now it had not been passed on to another generation because he didn't have no kids. He did the world a favor. didn't have any children. And when he met the Apostle Paul, he was living in a what? Okay, now here come another spirit. He was in a relationship, incestuous relationship with his younger sister. Now, I'm telling y'all, y'all like to watch uh, L.A. Law and Law and Order and In the Heat of the Night and Madlock and all that stuff. Um, the, the Bible, the Bible beats all of them things. You hear me? There's some stories up in here. And if you study your Sunday school book, you would know some of these stories. And you would be able to identify some of this stuff as what it is, a spirit. So this man, even though he didn't have any children, was having an affair with his younger sister. Agrippa's capital was Sisseri Philippi. He was renamed in honor of Caesar Nero. Agrippa too called himself what? The great king. He died at the age of 73. Now, in order for us to really understand what was going on with Paul, we would have to go back to the daily readings, okay? Our daily readings Monday took us to Acts chapter 21. So let me tell you a little bit of what happens in Acts chapter 21. We find the life and the labor of the apostle Paul. Paul was a missionary. He traveled through Rome, Ephesus, and Corinth, preaching, teaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul reveals how the Holy Spirit seeks to control those who belong to the Lord. Go back to our lesson a couple of weeks ago, Wednesday night at Bible study, when we were talking about the importance of having the Holy Spirit. Here we find one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. It is to control those who call themselves Christians. That means for those of us that are Bible believers, Bible-toting people, tongue-talking people, there's something greater than our flesh that controls us, and it's called the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, it it seeks to control us that we may love right, live right, do right, talk right, give right, be right. It don't want to control us that we may do evil things, or in, or, or, or in incestuous things. The Holy Ghost wasn't in that man. 
living that kind of life. So the Holy Ghost is in us to teach us how to live godly lives. So in chapter 21, we find Paul very determined to go to Rome. Now, if you read up in chapter 20, they're saying, look, uh, dude, uh, if you go to Rome, they're going to do to you what they did to Jesus. They're waiting on you to come because you've been running around all over Seattle, Portland, California, uh, Nevada, Idaho. You've been all over the place preaching about Jesus, the crucified king, Jesus, the risen savior, Jesus, the deliverer, Jesus, the way maker, Jesus, the burden maker. You've been all over teaching and preaching about a man who was born of a virgin, who lived on the face of the earth, and 32 years, uh, 33 years later, he, he gave up his life. We, when we believe that, that we, we did it, we were responsible for killing him. But you want to tell us it wasn't us. It was on his own free accord that he gave his life as a ransom to redeem some folks he didn't even know. And you really want to go back to Rome? They want your head. They want you dead. So Paul was determined. He was warned, don't visit there. But look at here. He did not let anything separate him from the love of God. So he said, he said I'm not going to let nothing persuade me. That's Romans, right? Nothing's going to persuade me that nothing's going to keep me from talking about Jesus. Nothing. And so we, we find here that he moves on to chapter 22. And, and it talks about his courageous witness. Don't you know that every now and then you're going to have to talk about Jesus in front of folks that don't care and don't like you? And you can't back down. You cannot be a coward. Paul was not a coward. Paul had the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost gave him boldness. He was not afraid to talk to them about what God had done. Yes, he was there when they stoned Paul, Paul Stephen, when they, when he was Saul at the time, when they stoned Stephen, because Stephen was, was preaching and teaching about Jesus. And they stoned Stephen, and Saul was standing right there watching. They even took their coats and placed them before his feet as to say, look at what we're doing for you. But let me tell you something. You can be the baddest person on the face of this earth. And when God wants to get your attention, honey, boo, boo, he going to get your attention. He, met, he knocked this man off a horse. Made him be blind. And then the great conversion came and he got a new name. Got a new title had a new disposition, a new heart. Now I want to preach and teach about the word of God. So we find here that, that Paul, he, he, he did not waste time with evangelizing. 
He sees every moment to tell of the goodness of Jesus Christ. We got to be going through hell and high water before we talk about Jesus. We got to be broke and disgusted and, and before we talk about Jesus. Because the first thing come out of our mouth, how you doing? Oh, my back hurt, my shoulder hurt, my knee hurt, my leg hurt, my throat hurt, my neck hurt. How come we just can't say, I'm blessed and I'm pressing on in Jesus' name? God has been so good to me. I got a few ailments, but I'm going to give them some praise. Hallelujah. So here we find Paul um, bringing the great nations, the three great nations together. The Jews, the Greeks, and the Romans. But he finds himself in in a trial. Okay? Verse chapter 23, he is before the Jewish Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, and the Pharisees. Now, they are accusing him of, of, of all these different crimes. He's being charged about being political, charged about being religious, and being legalistic. That these are all the charges that they have that they're throwing on him. You you even testify about being shipwrecked and, and, and making it on boards and splinters and pieces. You even talk about being bit by a snake and, and, not, and a poisonous snake and it didn't harm you. You talk about escaping from one prison and one jail one time before, but you ain't going to escape this time. But he had some help. Bible says his nephew, his sister's son, heard what they were going to do. I'm, and and I'm, I think this is where we are here, uh, where it, before we get there. And he says, listen, they want to kill him. So y'all got to help him escape. Save him. Look at how God takes care of his own. Are you his own today? then you got to know that God will take care of you. you got to know he will not bring you to nothing he will not take you through. He will not cause anything to come upon you, that he will not give you the strength, the courage, and the wisdom to overcome it. If you belong to God, he will protect you. He will preserve you. He will provide for you. If you belong to God. So in chapter 24, we see Satan busy at work. He spread lies about Paul. But Paul is clear of one thing. I am guilty of none of those things. And, 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 and you all in these little courts, you're not going to uh, judge me. You're not going to condemn me. You're going to take me before Caesar. You're going to take me before the, y'all, 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 y'all don't know the Jewish customs. Y'all don't know the scripture. Why we tell our business to everybody? Why we get counsel from everybody? We, we, we let anybody talk to us and tell us, oh, girl, if that was me, I wouldn't do that. But have they prayed about anything? Have they stopped God before they just start telling you what to do? Godly counsel is what we need when we're going through trials and tribulations. 
That's why it's important that we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we stay prayed up. We stay in the word of God. It brings us to our lesson here at chapter 25. Paul is brought before Festus. Festus is a newbie on the block. He's like, hey, look, I don't know about none of this. I'm passing it on. Y'all do what you want to do. He appeals to Caesar. Paul is wrongfully in prison. And then Paul is carried to the highest court. Acts 26, verse 19. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, and so King Agrippa I obeyed the vision from, from heaven. Verse 20 says, I preached first to those in um, Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that all must repent of their sins and turn to God. This is Paul talking. And prove they have changed by the good things they do. Verse 21 says, some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, and they tried to kill me. But God had protected me right up to this very time so that I could testify to everyone from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except the prophets of Moses and what happened was. Verse 23 says that the Messiah was suffered and by the first to rise from the dead and in the way announced God's life to to the Jews and Gentiles alike. Verse 24 says, suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, you are crazy, you are insane, shut your mouth. Paul replied, I ain't crazy. Most excellent Festus. He paid honor to whom honor was due. He wasn't disrespectful. He wasn't rude. He wasn't belligerent. He, he recognized him as who he was. He says, I I am sober, and I'm telling you what God loves. God loves the truth. Verse 26 says, and King Agrippa knows about these things, and he says, I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Paul is talking to him now. He said, I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains. He didn't, he, he wanted, he wanted everybody to, that was listening to be free in Jesus Christ to be saved, to be set apart, ready to do the work of him that sent him. Then the king, the governor, and his sister, and the others stood and left. As they went out, they talked it over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa says, Confessor, take him to Caesar. What is it that we need to learn from this lesson today? What is it that we need to see? 
People may think you're crazy when you talk about the, the miraculous things that God has done for you. People will never begin to understand how you were sick on a deathbed, but God raised you up. People might not ever understand how you didn't have any bus fare, but you got on the bus anyway, believing God was going to make a way. And by the time you got off the bus, when you got up, there was some money underneath the seat. Enough for you to pay the bus fare and catch another one. People will think you are crazy when you say, I didn't have no money, but one day I went to the mailbox and opened up an envelope and there was a check with my name on it. I wasn't expecting no money, but God came through right on time. You all see Papa, what's his name, Peter Papa? The man that come on BET selling the water. He tells people drink the holy water and they get up and they testify. And I don't know because I don't live where none of these people live at, but sometimes they do sound kind of crazy. But I want you to know that I believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine. Stand up for the truth. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. This lesson clarifies that God has a plan for each of us. In it, we are able to see that God knows best and that he will protect us from all things. The only thing that can happen to us are what God will allow. When God asks us to take a stand, we must what? Believe. He has already prepared the way. The same God that rescued Paul from the Jewish authority promises to rescue us. Saints of God, we cannot be afraid. We cannot be ashamed to tell the good news of Jesus Christ. We've got to tell the story. There is a journey. God, God's going to lead us through. You saw what happened to Paul from 21 to 26. He was doing the will of the Father, but people were accusing him, falsely accusing him. But he didn't give up. He didn't turn his back on God. He continued to press on. How many of us are going to press on? How many of us are going to continue to tell the good news of Jesus Christ? Even if they don't receive it, don't stop giving it to them. Don't stop talking about the goodness of the Lord. They might not receive him while you're living. It might be at your home-going celebration that they come and give their life to the Lord. It might be 10 or 15 years after you have passed, but they'll say, it was Mother Judy that led me to the Lord. And I'm sad she's not here today to see me give my life to the Lord. But because of her prayers, I am here today. Who, who, who is it that you're going to lead to Christ today? The call to discipleship is being extended. If you don't know Jesus Christ today in the pardon of your sins, I want to offer you Jesus. He will protect his own. He will provide for his own. He will preserve his own. And he's given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us to all truth. Is there one here today who says, Pastor, I'm not saved. 
Is there one on the line today? You're saying, I'm not saved, but I need Jesus. I need, I need to know this man Jesus. If there's one today, press one. We just want to believe God today. You're saying, Pastor, I'm saved, but I backslid. I walked away from the Lord, and I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to give my life to him. If there's one here today in the house that's ready to rededicate your life to the Lord and be a bold witness for him, the appeal is to you today. The same to those on the line today. Maybe you're saying, Pastor, I believe God and I'm a witness, but I, am, I don't have a church home. I, I don't have a place where I can uh, a fellowship with and I can pray with and I can study the word of God with. I'm without a church home. I'm, I'm a part of a community that's without a church. And I, 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 don't, and I know that it's unacceptable. So I want to become a part of the church. If you want to become a member, a part of the Greater St. Stephen's, either on the line or here in the house today, the appeal is to you. Amen. Elder Lindy Weather is coming to lead us into our Lord's Supper. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. Our God is an awesome God. We praise the Lord for this opportunity. This is something that we can all take part in. We have been fed within our spirits now. We, everything that Paul did, everything that Paul did was because of Jesus. And as we prepare to commune today, we do this because of Jesus. He paid an awesome price for us, and we, we are thankful I don't know about you, but I am grateful that the Lord has called me to come before him, first of all, and then to be able to come before his people, amen? Paul taught us today, we can be courageous, even when we're a little bit nervous, we can be but you know what? The spirit of the living God makes a difference in our lives today, amen? For those of you out there on Blog Talk, we pray that you have had time to get your communion together. Pastor always says if you don't have the what we would take here in the church, a cracker, piece of bread, just commune with us today. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God says coming from 1 Corinthians, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do ye in remembrance of me, shall we eat. Amen. And in the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had stopped saying, this cup is the cup in the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as you drink, in remembrance of me, shall we drink. We thank the Lord today for fellowshipping in communion and in praise and in worship of our almighty King. For without him, we could do nothing. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Shall we stand to receive our benediction? Now in the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Rest rule and abide with us in this county forevermore. I thank one and two and all.
here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BDW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus